Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Bing bong, the Raptors defeat the New York Knicks 113 to 104. OGN and Nobi bringing out the cape. Oh my goodness, a career high in points 36 sterling defense on one Mr. Julius Randle. Even so much so that A, he suppresses some of his, you know, his scoring, and B, he cheated off of him a bunch to help out the defense elsewhere. Gary Trent Jr., Fred Van Vliet. Both bringing significant punch as well. Svi Mihailuk, Kim Birch, both rounding it out. Scotty Barnes is out. Pascal Siakam is out. Both should be returning, I think, soon slash soonish. But yes, the Raptors, in spite of some injuries, walking into Madison Square Garden, the the home of the New York Knicks and all their rabid fans and the ones who were waiting uh, with bated breath. You know, they, they they wanted that bing bong. They wanted to scream in the streets of New York and they wanted to talk trash about the Raptors. However, comma, they will not get the opportunity, not tonight. This is the Reaction Podcast. Well, the Raptors Reaction Podcast, anyway. I'm your host, Samson Folk, and we're detailing, yes, that 113 to 104 win by the Raptors against the Knicks. And as per usual, we will kick things off with the little jazz scat, where you get a great distillation of the game, some funny rhymes, some funny times. Okay, hit the jazz, and let's get it. I bless the rains down in the bodega. The Knicks are hitting jumpers with some flavor. 9 for 16 versus 1 for 9. It's a massacre at the three-point line. Loading up on ball handlers and surrendering gaps. The Knicks are ready to attack. OG's rolling. OG's popping. The Raptors are coming. They're not stopping. OG's unlocked Randall. Put out the flame on the candle. Bing bong. Game on. Tied it. 57. Send me to heaven. We've got ourselves a game. Shot takers. Shot makers. No chaser. Dial it up from downtown and do it right now. A three from Fred and OG. Double that. Can't be stopped. Give us a lob. Up 11. I bless the reins down in MSG for delivering this basketball to MS me. A great game for this small brain. I'm giving my grandma high fives and feeling no shame. Let's cook. OG's closing it out. Knicks fans start closing your mouth. There's a cold front coming in from the north and it landed right on your porch. Hey, a jazz scat. Uh, You know, perhaps my most aggressive, most... I guess the term would be combative, perhaps. I'm not looking to be overly combative all the time, but I thought, you know, the Knicks are known to be a combative fan base. They have a lot of fun with it. 
So I thought I would kind of jump into the ring this time around and try and have fun in the same vein. Of course, I've met a lot of Knicks fans in my life, and you know, honestly, I thought they were all great people. But uh, here we are, you know, cold front, rolled up, land on your porch, all that, all that nice stuff. But hey, that's that's basketball. And they played a super fun game, four wins in a row for the Raptors. That's right, sans Scotty Barnes, sans Pascal Siakam. OG Ananobi breaks out the cape, career high. Gary Trent Jr., Fred Van Vliet, both coming in in wonderfully helpful roles. Uh, you know, Gary Trent Jr., this is probably the first game where, well, it's the first game where he scored over 20 points. It's one where he mixed it with, I would say, decent efficiency, considering his shot diet. Well, considering his shot diet, impressive efficiency. Overall, it's decent efficiency. And still maintained, I think, fantastic ball pressure as a defender and was overall a super impactful player in this game. Second fiddle to OG, of course, but Gary Trent Jr., have yourself a night. This was awesome to see. Deflections, steals, buckets, shot taker, shot maker. And Fred Van Vliet, some of his offensive, you know, reads were kind of inspired. He was, he looked way more active on the court as a guy who's trying to stir the defense, kind of create rotation and create looks for his teammates. The continued trend of him coming on strong, you know, it's... It is furthering itself. It's starting to get more and more merit. It's cool to see. And he certainly did. But yeah, so this game starts out. The Raptors are on the wrong side of a heap of tough shots and a lot of well-made, well-created three-pointers. You know, Julius Randle, the shots he made on OG, I wouldn't expect him to make a ton of those. But also Julius Randle last year when he was all NBA, what was the biggest reason for his jump? Yes, he was playmaking better. But a lot of it was just the guys hitting tough mid-range shots, the guys hitting way more often from downtown, both as a catch-and-shoot guy and off the pole. And he was doing some of that against OG. Although OG is the caliber of defender where you think, well, this isn't going to keep happening. And for the most part, OG was you know quite effective at getting that to stop, particularly from the, the second half on. And that's, you know, that's variation to some degree. That's uh, regression to some to the mean to some degree as well. And OG, I thought, did a fantastic job on Randall. But there were a few plays early on in the game in the first quarter where Randall was getting towards the middle of the floor. The Raptors do love to pinch. They do love to rotate. And Randall, a guy who is an advanced passer for his role, for his position, I think did a good job of finding open Knicks shooters. And then along with that, the Knicks were kind of on a heater the same one that got the Raptors their 11-point lead at that point in the third quarter. Sometimes you're on a heater, man. Sometimes you're stroking it from downtown, making it work, showing off. And the Knicks started out like that, 9-16 from downtown. As I said in the Jazz Scat, they were hitting. And the Raptors won for nine. As I said in the Jazz Scat, they were not. And that was the largest difference in the game. For the most part, I was pretty happy with how the Raptors were playing. I was pretty happy with, you know, what they were trying to do defensively. And that, that bore out the rest of the game. It, the fruits of their labor were ripened, I would say. They, they are entitled to the sweat of their brow, okay? And they collected on it in a win. And uh, yeah, but the second quarter onward, I think the Raptors were the far superior team. They, they came back fast and furious in the second quarter, particularly behind the, the wonderful performance of OG Ananobi, something I've talked about, and something in the big piece I wrote prior to the season that was breaking down so many parts of his game is that, you know, he could be an all-star this year. And that was what I predicted. 
And the biggest thing was that it doesn't have to be, and it doesn't have to look like an all-star like Zach Levine or Jason Tatum, where it's just this ungodly shot making. Although he did have tons of that in this game, really impressive shot making. But in the second quarter, he got himself going as a catch and shoot guy, as a guy who was working as a screener, picking and popping, picking and rolling, finding space as a cutter, attacking and closeout as an off-ball guy, spacing out for certain sets so other players could thrive. And then obviously, he's a hawk above the break defensively. He's going to get out on the run if he gets a steal, that kind of stuff. But he he's awesome. He's such a great overall player that you don't just have to give him a bunch of you know, he doesn't live or die by what types of jumpers he hits off the bounce. Of course, if he has that, he becomes like infinitely more valuable, especially if he hits him at even a decent clip. We're all waiting and seeing if that can happen, but it doesn't have to happen for him to be an all-star level player. And a game like this tonight, the first half, I think, is honestly, it's the perfect example of how he can become an all-star when he's not just this monstrous off-the-bounce threat. but the second half, I think, is also a look at how he can continue to, you know, elevate himself, especially off the bounce, especially as a shot maker, and continue to provide an increasingly attractive overall package as a player. He was fantastic. The, there's a lot of beauty in his game from a watch standpoint, uh, defensively, offensively, and it's great to know that he's so affecting it's it, he's I'm really enjoying him play and he was a large part he and Gary Trent Jr. were a large part of driving the Raptors forward in that second quarter run getting them back into the game and then obviously in the third quarter the Raptors dominated they had a huge third quarter 38 to 22 they won that one and that was also largely due to OG Ananobi Gary Trent Jr. and Fred Van Vliet and of course, not to be forgotten, Svi Mihailuk and Kem Birch. Svi, because I think he was a you know a great release valve in some of these possessions and brought a little bit of that offensive punch. He's he is a very athletic player, and he was able to pressure the rim a couple times, mostly in transition, mostly off of cuts and stuff like that. But it's nice that a guy can finish with some pop, and he was a release valve at times for the offense, and he could find other players. The five assists. That's not just handoffs and, you know, taking assists that didn't create any advantage. He was able to create advantage for some of his teammates. And Kem Birch, uh, fantastic defensively. Like, plus 20 in this game. Plus minus, you can't just look at it and say, okay, uh, this guy was on the floor and they won the minute, so he's good. But you can look at who has a really good plus minus and watch the game and see if, you know, is that truthful? Is that a good identifier? Was this a helpful identifier? of how they succeeded with him on the floor and with him not. Sometimes you're just along for the ride, and sometimes you're driving. You know what I mean? And Kim Birch defensively, in this game, driving. And particularly on the offensive glass, four offensive boards, saving some extra possessions for the Raptors as they were trying to, you know, step forward as an offensive powerhouse, which they they won't be this year, but uh, it, fun to think about the, the possibility of it. And uh, yeah, but Kim helped out a lot. Particularly on defense, I thought he was awesome. It's a, it's a really difficult thing to handle Mitchell Robinson, a guy who is shooting just an absurd percentage from the field. I think it's over 80% currently. Genuinely, uh, Mitchell Robinson shooting over 80% from the field. If that sounds insane, it's because it is. He's also, I think even prior to this, he holds the record for highest uh, field goal percentage in a season if I'm not mistaken. And yes, uh, 
for those who are wondering, Mitchell Robinson will be winning the Mitchell Robinson Award. If nobody remembers what that is, it's an award I came up with for a villainous player on another team. And uh, it's because Mitchell Robinson, in one of the first games that I ever did a quick reaction for, not quick reaction, reaction podcast for, he injured Kyle Lowry and in like a reckless play. And so, yeah, and he's done it to a few other players. Yeah, coming into this game, by the way, 88% from the field. The Raptors kept him to six points. Of course, he ate glass. He was, you know, he got 12 boards. He got just a single block, but he had four shots. And that's great because the Raptors, a team that's in rotation so much, making sure that the gaps they leave aren't runaways to the rim for lobs and stuff like that. Super nice to see that the gaps they are leaving mostly were for three-pointers. But towards the end of the game, they got more comfortable with the rotations they were making. And while, yes, New York shooting 16 of 38 from downtown, like, hell yeah, good for them. Great shooting performance. The Raptors got back into this game by controlling the pace and making sure the ball was out of Randall's hands. A, because OG Ananobi, by the numbers, something I've been tracking for a long time, is arguably the best shot suppressor in the NBA. If you put him on a player, that player is just not going to take as many shots. They might shoot 60%. They might go like three of five over a game with him guarding him for those five full possessions where they used a shot on it. But as far as if you want, because, you know, shot making is shot making some, you know, good offense beats like perfect defense all the time. It's just if the ball goes in or not. But OG Ananobi did a fantastic job suppressing his shots, getting the ball out of his hands, making sure it's guys like Kemba and RJ who have to create. And RJ, you know, he created somewhat in this game, but he was certainly more uh, helpful as a play finisher. So the Raptors getting the ball into other guys' hands, keeping it away from the middle of the floor when they could, that was something that worked for them. And hell yeah, even though they shot good from three, the Raptors came out on top. It was it was genuinely just an awesome performance to watch. Uh, the highlight for me, probably, yeah, OG, like there's four plays in my mind, I think, right, is that OG Ananobi, his sidestep to the right, hit a three in the fourth quarter, the incredible ability to hang and hold his pivot foot as he spun around and then hit a fall away. And then his, uh, you know, kind of, you know, it was like a size up hesitation, then got downhill dribbling with his left hand, then a pound dribble sidestep, hit a shot like that. And then, you know, OG Ananobi very well could be the best roller on the Raptors, like screen and roll, sets the pick, he heads downhill. He might be the best. And Fred Van Vliet found him for a lob. I cannot tell you how exciting that is for me. But uh, several punctuation points for him. And Gary Trent Jr., four steals again. I, I don't know if this is something he can maintain, but golly gee, the guy gets so many steals. It blows my mind, really. He's He's been so impressive defensively. And then you get, you know, 26 points on 22 shots. You, you get a nice little performance from three. There's some offensive punch there. Hell yeah, Gary. Like, do your thing. Awesome, awesome to see in this game. And you know what? Malachi Flynn, a nice little uh, nice little run for him, by the way, because Scotty isn't in. Delano Banton had probably his worst stretch of the year as far as a guy who's involved in the offense a lot. The Knicks seem to have a pretty good idea of what he wanted to do, and they're able to get him into uncomfortable positions. So Malachi Flynn got kind of a taste of the action. And while he wasn't super, super effective offensively, ran a few nice pick and rolls, 
hit a hit a shot, hit a three pointer. It was his ball pressure as a defender that I think was impactful, and that was really nice to see. And so, hell yeah, the Raptors were in a bit of a contentious spot towards the end of the third quarter and start of the fourth quarter. They were playing uh, Precious Achua and uh, and Chris Boucher. The defense was all over the place. The length came back into it to save them on some possessions. But it looked like the Raptors, you know, you're wondering, can they hang in there? Can they do it? And they did long enough for the the regular fellas, the uh, the main characters of the team, I would say, to come back in, lead them to the promised land, which was the victory. And that's, that's Gary. That's OG. That's Fred Van Vliet. And, uh, you know, 43 minutes played for GTJ. 41 for OG, 37 for Fred. Fred a little bit less because he wasn't a part of that rapid uh, ascension in the second quarter where they came back into the game, which was super, super fun. And yeah, as much as the Knicks tried, the Raptors seemed very comfortable keeping them at arm's length. And it it was the offensive process that the Raptors found that actually saved them in this game. Well, saved is... It helped them win this game like more than anything because they started hitting a lot of shots. You know, that that variant swung back around. That was absolutely awesome to see. And, you know, was all of it sustainable? Like, I don't know, in that third quarter, they were teeing off from downtown like everything was dropping. But I had no qualms about the looks. I thought they were they were getting good looks. They were making good on it. And when OG got ran off the line, for example, he was getting deep into the paint. Um, made some good plays off the bounce as far as finding guys. And then was, you know, if Mitchell Robinson wasn't there, OG was going straight to the bucket. If he had a small on him, he was going to one dribble and he was going to try and get there. And he's going to try and finish with two hands, adjust if the contact comes. Cool to see. Really, like, close this game out on the Knicks, who were, I believe, 5-1 and headed into this game, now 5-2. and And the Raptors, now 5-3. and Four games in a row. So much fun. Uh, This team continues to wow and amaze me uh, eight games into the season. They have certainly been beating out my expectations for them. And that's, uh, they they continue to impress. What what a fantastic team. A defensive bedrock that continues to work uh, at an impressive rate. And when Gary Trent Jr., OG Ananobi are going to hit at this level offensively, They're going to eclipse 110 points. Of course, they got out and ran. Of course, they tried to push in transition. They had they had 20 points off of turnovers in this one. And, you know, they they do foul. But here's the thing. They boarded. They they got on the glass. They defended the hell out of the ball. They had 12 steals. They only turned the ball over eight times. They like they took care of the ball. They hit shots and they defended. There's not much more you can ask from a team. And they were able to do it in this one. It. It impresses me, man. These things, they're, uh, <laughs> God, five and three. Good for this team. Good for these young men. Uh, Ken Birch is the Reggie Evans award winner. I, it was like a classic Reggie Evans performance. He's not looking to score the ball. He's not looking to impact offensively much. He just wants to grind. He wants to get in there. He wants to make a difference as a screener. He wants to get on the glass. He wants to make things happen. And, uh, it was awesome to see. Good for uh, <laughs> good for him. And the reason I'm laughing is I've just gone to the quick reaction to find the top comment, and it is a picture. And so if you are very, very uh, against swearing, cursing, uh, the S word, 
as you would identify it, is going to be said by me right away. So the picture is of a tweet or kind of a thread. And it's obviously from a, uh, a Knicks fan, all caps. Raptors fans were talking all that shit. It's real damn quiet right now. And uh, obviously uh, that didn't work out so well for him, <laughs> you know. And uh, But that's what I mean when I was, you know, having fun with the, the jazz scat is that Knicks fans, you know, they're a little bit audacious, a little bit obnoxious at times. You know, it's, you know, everybody, most people are aware of that kind of like in your face New York attitude. It's fun. It, you know, it's good. And this guy obviously taking it on the chin because it uh, <laughs> did not work out the way uh, he wanted it to. But hey, that's fun. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for tuning in with me. I hope you watch the game or at least get a, the chance to. And if you don't, I hope that this was sufficient. Thanks for tuning in. But whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.